time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Chet Waterhouse. Ow, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Dateline Sardonic Assassin, Josh Mankiewicz. We're going to do a special edition of The Devil's Dozen with Josh. We're going to crank that up in a second. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com, home to the Sklar Brothers and Joe Coy, Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber, Cliff Dorfman, and Starburn Sunday Night Baseball with me and Ginch Henderson, sponsored for real by MacWeldon.com for the best fitting men's garments anywhere. Go to MacWeldon.com. Also, my stat man, Jeff Cesario's new comedy album, What Was I Thinking?, Streaming now everywhere, recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Pick it up. And as always, before we get to my guest, the incredible Josh Mankiewicz, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by the Thunder Burps, the Air Force Belching Team, America's pastime, now not creating a fake federal breathing agency, baseball, St. Louis Cardinals COVID attack, they've dropped below old folks' homes in the standings, ouch, that's got to sting, Astros in Oakland got booed by a cardboard cutout. Jose Altuve went into the stands after the cutout, but got a bad paper cut and had to be rushed to Oakland's up-to-no-good medical center. That wrap-up sponsored by Incognito. Yet never guess we're plumbers. NBA leading the Truman Show bubble games with a 5-0 record. The Phoenix Suns? So COVID or no COVID, the NBA may shut this whole thing down. Ultimate fighting. Dana White announced UFC 264 will be held in a C-130 troop transport flying in the eye of a hurricane. That item, sponsored by Murder Hornets, have the best death story in heaven with Murder Hornets. Golf, Colin Morikawa won the PGA Championship when Bryson DeChambeau Got a two-stroke penalty for leaving his sandwich maskless. Oh, brother. Biker rally. Sturgis, South Dakota, hosting 250,000 bikers. And while almost none wore masks, there were free Clorox shots citywide. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1975, the place Akron, Ohio, Jack Nicklaus won his fourth PGA crown over Australian Bruce Crampton. Said Crampton, I cramped up. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Goragami, the foldable paper knife. Now it's time for the Devil's Dozen with an actual journalist and Dateline correspondent extraordinaire, Josh Mankiewicz. Josh, how are you today? I'm swell. I actually hired Incognito. They did not do the job. They didn't do the job. Oh, brother. I couldn't get him on the phone. That was the problem. Uh, You couldn't find him. And this is a guy from Dateline for Pete. Ah, no time to chit-chat. Time for the Devil's Dozen. Fire number one. Will baseball be canceled, or will it limp forward, finish with like 39 or 40 games, and somehow the Diamondbacks win the World Series? What's going to happen with this mess? Uh, I do not see how baseball finishes the season. Uh, I, I would love it if they did. I think a lot of people would love it if they did. Um, it looks dimmer and less likely with every passing day. Ditto college football. Ditto yeah. the NFL. 
Yeah. Now, uh, it, it, who's your team? Baseball. Uh, the Cardinals. Uh, Card- down, oh, uh, down so there. Down there. Well, my, you know, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, but my, my dad was a lifelong Cardinals fan and was the president of the Cardinals fan club in Washington D.C. Uh, and so, uh, so that kind of, uh, that kind of bled into me over the years. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, yeah, he made you go and watch him battle the Senators. Were the Senators even there yet? When I when I was growing up, the Senators were there. Yeah, they left in 1969 when I was I don't know 50. So uh, yeah, I remember it. <laughs> so so this is a circuitous route to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, yeah. fan club. My dad grew up here in in in, in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, and at the time when my father was growing up, the Cardinals I think were the were the team that was furthest west. I mean, the the Dodgers were were still in the East. The Giants were in the East. So That's if you right. live in Los Angeles. Uh, you were a cards fan back in the 1930s. Wow, that's crazy. That is that's like uh, I might need a drink after that explanation, but it makes sense. They were the furthest team uh, 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 west, St. Louis. So anybody yeah. west of that said, "Hey, that's our team." Well, that's that, crazy. That, that arch in St. Louis is is the Gateway Arch. It's the gateway to the west. Gateway to the west, and actually, uh, we we ping our uh, our signal off it at Starburns. And you should. And by the way, going up in the arch built in the mid 1960s is an elevator that moves like this. Right. Yeah. The, the, it's one of the scariest things I've ever done. Yeah. It, it quite frankly uh, will make you think to yourself, you know something? I'm not going to be a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I don't care how West they are. Fire number two episode of Dateline. When you felt, uh, you know something, I could get killed on this trip. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in um, uh, I was in a state prison and uh, interviewing a guy who had recently been convicted of killing his girlfriend, whose body at that point had not been found, and I think to this day still has not been found. He was locked up in a no body case, uh, and I was questioning him about this. I was questioning him about it fairly aggressively, and he suddenly decided to prove what prosecutors had said about him during the trial, which was, he's a very nice guy until something snaps, and all of a sudden, he's not a nice guy. And in the middle of our interview, he suddenly began cursing at me and leaned forward, and I thought to myself, this guy's about to kick my ass. And in an odd turn, but usually when these guys are talking to me, they are shackled, they are restrained, and there are corrections officers sitting just out of your dateline frame. Sure. Not so here. They were out in the hallway. And I thought to myself, they're not going to get here before this guy begins pounding me like a, a veal cutlet. And um, fortunately, he realized that um, uh, assault was going to probably add to his difficulties uh, in the slammer. And uh, he thought better of it. So I, wow. did not, I did not head for the afterlife on that day. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty impressive anecdote. Oddly enough, that guy, uh, just, I was just handed this St. Louis Cardinals fan, uh, that tip brought to you by conundrums, the drum set. No one can figure out. That was Josh Mankiewicz's brush with death fire. Number three, if we're already at the ultimate fighting level now in American sports, what is the next step 
they keep getting more violent as uh, ethnic groups come into the country and the Italians and the Irish and the Jews use boxing to kind of step out of it. And then the next crew used boxing and others, but now we're at ultimate fighting, which is even more violent. It, do we go beyond that or, or does it begin to taper the other way? No, I think the next step is without masks, right? With, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah, people you know are infected. I mean, that's clearly where we're going to go here. And it'll be like a review thing. I think I'm calling that next weekend. Okay. I'm calling the tail end of the Sturgis no mask rally. Fire number four. Is cornhole a sport and should it be in the Olympics? They're, they're televising it now, which now uh, maybe uh, this is true for you too. Uh, uh, when we were growing up, cornhole meant something completely different. And now uh, it's now it's a sport? Yeah, now it's a sport. It's the game where they throw the little uh, uh, bean bags and they slide on a board into holes. It's like a carny game that they yeah. now have leagues and they're actually uh And next, okay. what, you get a, you'll get a gold medal at skee-ball? I mean. Uh, that could happen. That could happen. And quite frankly, is it any less athletic than running around with the bowling pins and the ribbons on the end of them? Maybe not. Well, uh, a lot of things are Olympic sports. I don't think it should be Olympic sports. But again, I couldn't do any of them. So let's move on. All right. Uh, brought to you by Hypnosis. Get rid of those redneck tendencies once and for all with Hypnosis. Fire number five. You always post those weekly clearing out your desk pictures on Twitter. Very entertaining. Weirdest thing you've ever taken into possession on a Dateline job. What wound up in your drawer where you went, I can't believe this thing's even in here. Oh, what have people given me? You know, I started doing that. Day. Somebody on Twitter started posting a thing called Friday Desk Clearing, which was really Friday Desk Clearing. It was like stories they hadn't gotten to, uh, you know, interviews that hadn't aired, uh, things like that. And uh, and so I started posting uh, photos of drug seizures uh, around the country that I would see on Twitter. <laughs> You know, the cops lie, you know, they always line up everything very nicely. They stack up the money and they lie out the, the, the bundles of drugs and the guns, right. you know, and it's, uh, you know, the law enforcement frequently internally refer to that as the snack table. And so they would do these snack table photos, which are generally assembled for press conferences. And I started taking them on Twitter and posting them as Friday desk clearing. And I did it once or twice. And then I thought, okay, people get the joke. They won't do it. I, I'm not going to do it anymore. No, when I stopped doing it, people started clamoring for it. So now I have to find a drug picture every week. What's every the, single week. Yeah. What's the weirdest? Oh, people want to give you stuff when you're on stories. And of course, you don't want to be, you don't want to be rude, but uh, people are constantly giving you things that you have absolutely no use for. Um, and, uh, uh, and then I end up bringing them home and then usually they don't stay around very long, but the people have given me everything. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, um, I have some here in my office that uh, the, the needle point that somebody made that actually lasted, but, uh, oh, yeah. but a lot, go a lot grab of, it. Yeah. A lot of things don't. Yeah. I can't get it. It's, 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 but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's too, uh, somebody yeah. placed it too high for you it's, to get to. It's up on, a, it's on the upper shelves here, but uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> real, yeah, it's very charming. That's frightening. Uh, uh, that brought to you by weirdly enough, porn on the cob. Iowa's number one adult store. And you know, those, uh, <laughs> Without question, the best part of being on this podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, uh, police departments have incredible uh, 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 photography designers because those tables always look incredible. 
they're they're set out really well and the sizes fit if they've got a bigger bundle of cocaine they're smart enough to put it in the back oh no they're very good at like condensing things to make it make it look better yeah you're right like yeah they're impressive like if all they did was find something in somebody's door panel you know they're good at making it look larger (laughs) yeah looks big fire number six best way to give golf a little more urgency. I think we're seeing now stripped away of the, of uh, even the polite applause of the fans. There's not a lot of timing to the sport. Okay, this, uh, is there anything this, you can think of that would that would push it forward? I got some ideas too. This has been my idea for a long time, which is that this is what professional golf needs is wait for it, the 24 second clock. Boom. Right? It's the Love same. It. Right, that, that's going to change everything. Now the scores are probably going to go up a little bit, but everybody's score is going to go up. I think yeah. it's, it's just what golf needs, and it'll create a little urgency. I like it, man. You could watch a round of golf in about forty-three minutes that way. Perfect, that, right? Yeah, right up my alley. Brought to you by Hey, this is a good one. Kaleidoscope eye drops. Don't just get the red out. Enter a magical world. And transvestites, time-tested sexual deviancy you can trust. Fire number seven, favorite ballpark snack that you missed the most in this time of not going to any game, whether it's the Cards or the Dodgers or, or anywhere. Uh, bo- uh, uh, clam chowder in Seattle from Ivar served in a uh, in a bread bowl. Uh, and so the, you've got the suspense of the game, and you also get the feeling of, if I dig a little too deeply, my soup is going to be all over my lap. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. So it's kind of like you have to get your conscious mind uh, off the soup problem by watching the game, and right. then uh, yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, because if you focus on the bowl, you're going right through the bottom. Right through the you bottom. Think it too much. Wow. Uh, hey, that tip. If you're ever in Seattle, that food tip, uh, sponsored by Scantastic. Give yourself an MRI at home. For one-tenth the price of those fancy hospitals with scantastic fire number eight. Is it a badge of honor not to puke or dry heave as a Dateline uh, reporter? Is that like one of those benchmarks? Because you guys see things that you got to make you. No, uh, no. The, uh, the, 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 uh, the thing you have to control, and uh, this is uh, sadly true, it's not crime. Yeah, yeah, we do see crime scene photos, but of course those don't air, or at least the ones that are too disgusting don't air um, but uh the toughest part of this without any question is listening to people tell you those stories listening to those families because those people like, like that doesn't go away that's the best yeah. that's the worst moment of their life now and it was a year ago when it happened and it'll be the it'll be the worst moment 10 years from now that's the hard thing to do on dateline not not puking it's not crying well if you want to feel a little better about it uh people say the same thing when they listen to me try to do a baseball game so yeah, that'll take your mind off of that. Hey, sponsored by high fructose corn syrup. Don't worry. Something worse will come along. Uh, fire number nine. You're in a bar fight. You can only pick one person to help you. Lester Holt or Andrea Canning? Go. Oh, Andrea. Would, uh, Andrea's <laughs> always got your back. Uh, and uh, look, she's had six kids. She's, she's yeah, she, she can play with pain. Uh, no, no, I, Andrea, and I, Andrea and I like this. No, no, I would absolutely pick Andrea, and she would uh, uh, she would be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, interestingly enough, that's sponsored by Lester Holt, the guy you fast forward through when you're watching Dateline. Fire number ten. 
no, no, dude, no, you no. cannot stand the food on this planet that you cannot stand that you have to you will not eat pretty much under any circumstances or is there even a food that the great josh mankowitz puts in that category uh, there was certainly a time when I was growing up when there were all kinds of things I didn't eat. But um, uh, looking at me now, empirically, the evidence would suggest that there's very little I don't eat. Uh, so um, let me see. What do I? What do I? Well, I mean, I'll tell you mine: cabbage. Uh, I'll, I'll have it raw. The, the, why, now, why bother to cook the cabbage? I don't understand. When I, there was a time when I wouldn't eat a stuffed cabbage or a stuffed pepper, but now I probably would. Really? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, English food was always the, you know, sort of the stuff you wanted to avoid. It was kind of bland and it wasn't very yeah. good. Now restaurants in England are great. Yeah, but that's because they're foreign food. restaurants. Foreign, right. But, you know, you it's... You, a, get, you get fabulous stuff to eat in any country. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah, stuffed cabbage near the bottom of the list. But um, yeah. my, mom, my mom used to make a meatloaf that was like the original blood instrument. Okay, um, but uh, even as my years went by, then I even learned to love mom's meatloaf, so I don't know. Stick it up on a petard and warn other meatloafs. Don't come into this region. Sponsored by ukuleles. Make any music sound unimportant with a ukulele. Fire number 11. Who's the prankster on the Dateline uh, reporting uh, staff? Who's the, who's the one that you go, they might try to pull something on me? Oh, it's me. I mean, come it's on. you. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's the best prank you've pulled? Oh, what is the best thing I've done? Um, oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Um, most of my good practical jokes were in years past. Um, uh, what do you do to a guy like Dennis uh, uh, Murphy? Dennis Murphy? Um, yeah, he's a. Uh, He's a guy who looks like he could use a shot in the butt every now and then, a lit shoe, something. He's a uh, Dennis is like the Dennis is like the archetypal reporter. You know, he lives in Florida, which is great because you know you're living yeah. in the state the, the craziest stuff happens. Yeah, so, he's got. You know, he doesn't have to go without probably eighty feet from his house, and he's oh, got you three like, assignments. You like, like walk to most of his stories, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he lives it's just down the block from where my mom used to live. They, they lived in the same town for a lot of years. Uh, he was smart enough to not go by for the meatloaf though. So, uh, uh <laughs> that's why he's alive. What draws you to practical jokes? Why? What's in your personality that says I got to, and have you ever been paid back as that, uh, that Keith guy, uh, he ever paid you back? No, you know, my, um, my, I mean, the big practical joke that I, that I essentially have played on Keith is all the connection that I've done with the audience on Twitter, because that made our bosses say, oh yeah, Keith, you should do that too. Keith, tremendously shy, would be thrilled, like if he didn't have to be on Twitter and didn't have to do any of that stuff. And, and Keith definitely like would be thrilled if he didn't have to go to these crime con conventions that we've all gone to because I went and I had a good time. Then I made everybody else go. So whenever we go to one of these things, Keith, like, you know, who sort of grudgingly like meets the audience and stuff. And goodness knows when this is going to happen again because of, you know, mask and social distancing. But when we ever do go, Keith's always looking daggers at me. Like you got me into this. You got me into this. Do not send Mankiewicz to comic con for God's sake. Fire number 12. Will the pandemic put a permanent dent into college and pro football that may lead 
to uh, or contribute to a decline in their popularity. You got the uh, concussion issues. You got safety issues all over the field. You got drug issues. And yet always still the most popular sport. Will this eventually kind of slow it down a bit? Look, here's what did it for me. I mean, I was a Los Angeles Rams fan from 1967 until they left in uh, 2000, whatever it was. When, when did they, they, they came back in what? 2015. Uh, 2000, yeah. Yeah. They so left couple, 90. They went left in what, 94, five? 95, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. So when they went to St. Louis in 95, I was initially kind of crushed. And I, because like I'd spent my whole life thinking about them. Um, and clearly like they were never thinking about me at all. And when they came back, hard to believe, right? Uh, when they came back, I really was like, uh, I, I had some trouble reconnecting, even though they became very good very quickly. And so the result was I wasn't as big a fan as I had been when, when the Rams were here initially. And I suspect that some of that's going to happen too, to a degree with both college and pro. I would imagine college is going to survive this a little easier in part because that game's a little purer. You do yeah. see a tremendous amount of money in it, uh, no question, but it's not quite like the pros. Right. And there's still right. student athletes. And for those four years, like that guy's family, they're going to be super into it, you know, no matter what's happening. And that's going to get other people into it. But I would imagine that, you know, the, I mean, every year, there's I, I feel a little less connection with professional sports. Yeah. In part because of all the things you said because of the drug issues, because of the personal, the issues of personal behavior. And, you know, I think that's going to end up taking a toll. I would imagine that if there is no NFL season or if there's some kind of like, you know, 1987 strike season or 1982, yeah. I guess there was, um, uh, I would imagine that that's going to take a, a piece out of the NFL, even though there was, everybody believed a couple of years ago that the NFL's, uh, that the NFL's viewership was going to go way down and it didn't. So it did not No, Yeah, that's true. Although the sport poised to take their place cornhole that devil's dozen sponsored by pandemonium. Get rid of that diarrhea in one chaotic blast with pandemonium. Now I understand you may have a pop quiz for me. I'm not sure. A lot of times my, uh, my uh, guest We'll uh, have a pop quiz prepared. Three questions, any topic. Doesn't have to be sports, can be anything uh, because uh, my breadth of knowledge is weak. So I usually lose these. Uh, but uh, oh, here's the theme song. Hang on one sec. We got a theme song for this now. Pop pop quiz. Wow, that was good. Thanks. Um, yeah. Um, so no licensing fees for that song. No, um, no, no, nothing. Not uh, wasting any money. Okay, here's my question. Here's the first question. Who are the original hosts of Dateline? Oh, wow. The original hosts of Dateline. I'm going to have to go way back in the bag. I'm going with Art Fleming from Jeopardy. Uh, Correct. And then I'm going to go with Dennis James from, from uh, uh, Concentration. Right. And then I'll go with Hugh Downs. I'll take a shot. You went all old white guys. I took a shot. All very good guesses. No, Stone Phillips and Jane Pollock. Uh, oh, Yeah. Here's I know where second. Jane Polly is. She's doing that CBS. Hang on. I got to dwell in my misery here. Uh, says, what happened to Stone Phillips? What's he up to? He's on Sunday morning. Stone is uh, sort of semi-retired. Uh, seems to be doing fine. I talk to him every now and then. 
It's very happy. Looks great still. He's ha- yeah, because he's out of that Dateline mess. That's why he's That's, All right. Uh, I'm 0-1. Yeah. Hit me with the second one. See if I can save my... Uh, Good. Um, what state have most Dateline stories been done in? Well, I mean, the, the immediate uh, instinct would be Florida. Uh, but then I think California gets a pretty fair share of them. Oh, look at you. You're absolutely correct. There the you go. The craziest stuff happens in Florida. But when you add in all the stories we do in California, all the OJ stories, all the Michael Jackson stories, California takes the cake. Wow, now, one and one. Rubber my match. Th- my third question Relative to population, which state is most overrepresented in Dateline? In other words, where do we do the most cases that almost certainly doesn't skew with the number of people living in that state? All right, I'll take a shot. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you a hint. It's Montana. Go ahead. (laughs) I'll say Montana. (laughs) And you're correct. You're absolutely right. Montana. Wow. Two and one. <laughs> That's it. That's more applause I've gotten in the last nine years. That pop quiz sponsored by Carpe Dealum, the blackjack app that lets you live for today. And of course, old McDonald. Yeah, I still have a farm, so buy some friggin' bacon or something. My guest today, the man who could make sarcasm itself blush from Dateline, Josh Mankiewicz. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Mankiewicz. Watch Dateline every chance you get. And uh, but just Josh's segments. Don't waste time on others. Maybe Andrea can. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Anytime, Chet. <laughs> you got it. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. If you want more of me this weekend, listen, this is an actual job. Starburn Sports Sunday Night Baseball, where me and Tommy Ginch Henderson distant cousin of Adam Felbers simulcast the ESPN Sunday night game this week. It's Yankees, Bo Sox. Who will it be? Let's strap it and see. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.